All right, let's do it. Welcome to the podcast. My name is George Roskus, episode three. Hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I'll tell you, because uh, everybody else in my life is sick and sick of hearing about it. I'll tell you about it. I make a phenomenal, unbelievable, life-changing corn casserole. I'm really good at it. It's one of the two things in my life I can cook. I can cook grilled cheese sandwiches, and I can cook the Roskus family corn casserole. And if you want the recipe for this life-changing dish, you're welcome to email me. I will send you the recipe. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. And, uh, you know, listen, I was the hit. All the parties, I was the hit. I'm the man. Lock that shit up. So uh, I wanted to talk today, uh, have a little philosophical discussion um, on everybody's favorite topic, which is money. So I want to cover three things. Emotions with money, perception of money, and of course, then the reality. And this started for me, I saw a bunch of stuff over the holiday break uh, about top paid artists, top grossing tours, top industry earners. I saw something 30 for 30, 40, you know, under 40, um, which listen, they're all interesting articles. They're all interesting lists. And I'm excited for those people. Look forward to maybe one day being on them. Hopefully we'll see. But those things aren't important. And when it comes to the discussion of money, while important, you can't let it drive you. And that's a, been a big thing that I've learned over the past few years. And I, I believe if money drives you, you'll find yourself and your business, um, even as an artist, you'll find your business crippled by short-term vision and short-term thinking. And when I, what I mean by short-term thinking is putting aside your long-term goals. Let's say those lofty, you know, uh, you know, bird's eye view, five year, 10 year, even one year goals that you have, those dreams that you have. When you're thinking short term, you put those things aside because you're going for immediate gratification and immediate gratification is great. And it feels good today, but long-term wins are what matters. That's what careers are built on. That's what legacy is built on. That's what lasting business is built on. You know, and I, I think if, if money drives you at all, you know, uh, you'll find yourself unable to focus on the long term of your business. And if you're an artist, your, your career, your, even your art, you've got to be able to give and when I say give, I think to build a business, I think you need to give and give and give yourself, your services, your wisdom, and whatever you're doing, I think you need to give before you can ask, you know, or even worse than that, try to take, which a lot of people do, you know, and I think that you can't be romantic about profit or money or every show or every tour or every record, you know, putting serious dough in, in your pocket. If you're romantic about that stuff, you're, you're, you're not going to have a long-term career. That's my opinion. Now, while I say that, don't get me wrong. 
Cash is oxygen in a business. And when I say business, again, I'm talking about a tech business. Uh, You know, if you're a touring band, you know, recorded music, a record label, up and coming record label, a marketing business, uh, social media people, a graphic designer. Cash is oxygen. It is absolutely important. It is absolutely necessary, but it's a tool. You know, and with all of this being said, almost every conversation I have on a daily basis in my role as an artist manager and as owning a company, almost every conversation I have somehow involves money. But I don't let it own me. I absolutely used to, but I don't let it own me anymore. And I think that that's really, was, that was really a turning point for me. I used to be crippled by, by money and by the fear of money. And I just don't let it own me anymore. And, and, and that headspace, that change in my perspective, that change in my headspace, that change in my emotions about money has empowered me to be able to look long term. Because I said this before, I don't care if it takes me 20 years to get there. I just want to get there because I'm not going for it for the end. I'm here for the journey. We're all here for the journey. If you're an artist, that is the art. Your art is your journey, your tangible art. If it's a record, if you're a graphic designer, if you're a painter, if you're making tech products or tech services, your product is the tangible result of your journey. And if you're not focused on the long term of that, I I think it's, it it can be crippling. People, uh, people often ask me, you know, when you talk about tech people or music people or entrepreneurs and business folks certainly have these conversations a lot. People often ask me about my goals, you know, well, what do you want to you know, You want to be a billionaire? You want to be a millionaire? You want to run a Fortune 500 company? You want to go, go public someday with a company? You know, and my answer is always, and it's honest, and I'll tell it to you right now, and you can ask me in 10 years, 20 years, 100 years, my only goal with money is to have enough money that I don't have to talk about money. I don't want to talk to anybody about money. I don't want to worry about money. That's my goal. So if I can get to the point where I don't have to think about money, then I've won. That's financial success to me. And once that happens, I'm going to be the the happiest person on the planet because I can eliminate that from conversations I have. Now, while I say that, money doesn't own me. I'm not there yet. I'm not going to be there for a very, very, very long time. And I'm going to enjoy the journey. You know, I think if, if money is what drives you, which is totally fine, and you're emotionally unable to detach from it, arts is a problem. Entrepreneurship is a problem. Running a company is an issue. There's plenty of things you can do. There's nothing wrong with being romantic about money. I know a lot of people that are, and they're happy. But you got to go into something that is a more promising way to obtain cash. Be an investment banker, be an attorney, be a doctor. Those things aren't easy. I'm not 
saying that. What I'm saying is those things are more promising than the risk of the arts. You know, and the other thing that's important to note too, and I use this phrase a lot, you know, you talk about a zero-sum game. This isn't a zero-sum game. You know, just because you're not winning today doesn't mean that you can't win down the road. It doesn't mean when you win, somebody else needs to lose. I think the pie is big enough for all of us. I think there's a lot of money on the table out there for artists, entrepreneurs, great bands. There are a lot of people looking for new creative music, new creative companies, new creative tech products. It's not a zero-sum game. You know, and then the other thing that I think is interesting about money, because I, you know, like I said, I talk and think about it a lot, and I had a conversation that triggered me wanting to do this. This podcast today about money, which isn't really a fun topic, but, you know, people don't realize, because their perception is off, that most artists, most bands are middle to lower class. And some of the happiest artists and bands that I know are middle to lower class. And what allows that happiness there for people who don't understand it is a a massive change in perspective. It's a perspective that is dependent on reprioritizing material things, you know, below or cash below, you know, controlling your emotions about money uh, prioritizing it below your relationship with, with the people around you, including your family, your business partners, your spouse, maybe, your children, your friends. And then, of course, most importantly for what we're doing here, prioritizing material things and money below actual professional success and actual professional growth. And, and I really believe, because I do this every day, I believe that controlling your perception of money can make you as comfortable as actually having it. I'm happy as a clam, personally. I know a lot of people that are. I'm absolutely content with it. And, you know, another angle on perception of money is a lot of people can think that you're bigger than you are. There's so many artists out there that brilliantly know how to capitalize on perception and, and on fans and their peers' perception of them. You know, people often perceive and assume that those who do good work or put out good music or, or, or do good things are immediately rewarded for it. And to me, that line of thinking buys you time to get there. Their perception is your reality. So, I mean, let them think you've got it made. It's beautiful. You know, and and you think about human beings being naturally followers. We're all naturally followers. Think of it like, like, like for me, when a new uh, album comes out that's hot and exciting, or a new tech product, like a new iPhone, or a new TV show, think about the hype around Stranger Things or House of Cards on Netflix. You know, the community around it is almost more important than the content of the show itself. Hype is real. Organic hype is real. 
That's exciting. That's what you need. You need organic hype to build something. And that doesn't cost a penny. You know, people do not want to be the first people in the pool. They want to know how the water feels. You know, they want to know what the temperature is. You know, nobody wants to be the guinea pig. So I, I play with that perception personally with my artists, myself, and I think you should too. You know, and I'm not saying be dishonest. I'm not saying lie. Somebody asked me flat out. I'm glad to tell them. Christ, I'm doing a podcast about it now. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with honesty. Success or likes on Facebook, it doesn't translate to, to financial gain. And, I, you know, Facebook is, a, is the best example of this. But how many, how many bands are you a Facebook fan of that you've never bought a ticket to their show? You've never bought an album? Maybe you've heard a song. Maybe a friend sent you their page to like it. But how many bands that you know and are aware of and can name one of their songs? How many bands have you gone out and spent money on? You know, you wouldn't believe how many artists who have multi-millions, multi-millions, five, ten million likes on Facebook who struggle to pay their bills. You wouldn't believe it. And a lot of those folks with a change in perception from what is quote-unquote typical are happy as clams because they're able to do what they want, when they want, how they want to do it. And they're able to pay their bills. You know, I, I really, really believe that perception is reality. You know, someone's perception of you is your reality. Your perception of money is your reality. If you believe it doesn't own you, it doesn't own you. If you believe you're going to make it, you're going to make it. You know, if you're self-aware, if you're making good decisions, if you're working an intense amount of unapologetic hours, and you're working those hours intelligently, you will win. You will win. And when you win, it may take a while, but when you win, the financial success, quote-unquote, will follow. Now, of course, there's a component of luck with that, but luck is only when your, you know, preparation meets opportunity showing up. You know, you got to be ready when the opportunity shows up. And, and that luck will partially determine the scale of your win, but I think you'll win. But you got to redefine what winning is. Because if it means the biggest bank account, then that's a perception issue. And then what that turns into, in my opinion, is a reality issue. You know, I subscribe to that. I believe that. And I'm on that journey myself. And what's most important to me to remember, especially about financial success, is that at the end of the day, you can't take it with you. You know, look at, look at the billionaires. The, you know, the Bill Gates, the Warren Buffetts, Mark Zuckerbergs. They've dedicated 99.9% of their, their finances upon their death to charity. 
You know, they, they've done it for the right reasons. They didn't do it to be billionaires. They did it because they needed to do it. They had to. It was their oxygen. And now they're able to do some good with it. You know, because uh, you, you can't take it with you. As always, I appreciate your attention. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Please email me feedback, george, G-E-O-R-G-E, at architect, A-R-C-H-I-T-E-K-T, music.com, or tweet me, at George Roskos, G-E-O-R-G-E-R-O-S-K-O-S. Your feedback is so important to me. Uh, It's going to frame everything, so please, please, please share your thoughts, what you like, what you don't like. I want to hear it. The emails go right to me. Um, Please, please, please um, share your thoughts. I would would really love to hear it. And uh, again, thank you so much. Tell a friend, and uh, we'll talk soon.